3: hey mike lynch here hey and i'm patrick harris you probably like baseball which is why you're listening to this this is the uh, hot corner podcast well i kind of like baseball i
2: guess i'll tune in
3: Baseball's pretty neat so thanks for listening this is brought to you by your local Les Schwab tire center doing the right thing since 1952 Woo, baseball you know the beauty of baseball is you can sit next to your neighbor and have a conversation or you can just completely ignore them
1: baseball spoken here it's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. That is a reviewable play, but the Yankees choose not to review it. A swing and a drive to deep right, away back, off the pole, This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. A deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. It's two to two in the bottom of the sixth, and I just can't get my eyes off that man with the tall head.
0: It's quite a game, but man, that guy is ugly. You know that guy hasn't blinked this entire game? Just a dead-eyed idiot out on a
1: Thursday afternoon. This is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch. We're going to be awesome for you right now. On 1080.
4: Hey, one for one. That's about a thousand, dude. As baseball baby. Help
1: us. Please, somebody help us. The fan. Yeah.
4: Hey, I
2: remember and a half hour later it's still in your mouth.
1: Welcome into the
2: second hour of the hot corner. If you missed the first hour, you can find and check us out on the Les Schwab at Tires podcast. And think speaking of that, uh the Beers on Us podcast episode Deuce uh drops tomorrow around four o'clock. Uh, West Coast IPAs, Mike Hunsaker on the call from Grains
3: of Wrath and uh Beer of the Week. And beer of the week. Coming four o'clock, your way tomorrow. We got a lot of people who listened Ooh. and liked the first episode, yeah, so appreciate this, that. And we think this one's better. Look yes. at that. We're getting better. I think it's going to be a constantly evolving podcast, but the interview was awesome this week, and we did it in person, so it was a little bit more personable, and it was a, it's a good podcast. It can't be as bad as
2: the first year we did this show. I actually don't remember if it was bad or not.
3: I don't remember either. Yeah. Was it bad? I don't know. People still listen to us, so it couldn't have been that bad. I still got a job here. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You are now doing two things here. (laughs) The baseball show and the podcast.
2: (laughs) You said that and I could only think of Kevin from The Office. I now do two things.
3: (laughs) Your Kevin voice is getting better and better. Because you talked about this last week with Kevin and your voice was not the best, but I think you've watched another 10 hours of The Office since we've last talked about this. I got two and a half episodes left. (laughs) Got to figure it out quickly. And you're you're all Kevin all the time now. I wouldn't pay to see Andy act, but there's a bird
2: who can't fly. Sorry, I just saw that today. <laughs> I'd pay to see that. Sorry. I'm losing it. I, I backtrack here. All right. Well, the... Uh, Are you okay? I'm all right. I think so. The Houston Astros uh, made a move to shore their bullpen, uh, addition by subtraction, I think, maybe. And they trade for Roberto Osuna from the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. And in the, in the in the trade, they send... Uh, Ken Giles to uh, the Blue Jays. If you don't remember, Ken Giles a couple years ago was this highly touted uh, young reliever for the Phillies that they got uh, to push themselves into the World Series. And he wasn't that good that year, and he was terrible last year. And this year, he hates everybody on the Astros. Uh, So it was easy to give him up.
3: But you got a... You got a wife beater. You got a wife, a wife beater. You got an <laughs> abuser in, in return. Yeah. So first of all, you, you see that and you go, ooh, someone traded for Ozuna. Yep. And then you hear the report that the Blue Jays had said he's never pitching in a Toronto Blue Jay uniform again. Right. We will trade him for the best available offer. And I can't believe they got Ken Giles for it. I mean, I can. He's the best available offer is that guy. That's not a very good offer. But I suppose. Uh, he then goes to the Astros. And their GM Jeff Lunau comes out and said they did their unprecedented due diligence on him. And they believe that he is he he is remorseful and he can be he he can be led into the clubhouse and learn and that there's these great examples of guys there that are gonna teach him the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you think, well, you had Yuli Gurriel doing slanty eyes <laughs> for you Darvish, so um that's that's a thing that happened. Yeah. And that's a thing. So that he's a great guy that's gonna really teach him some good values. Uh, And then you have a couple of pitchers in Justin Verlander and Lance McCullers who had ripped apart a minor leaguer for the Astros who did the same thing Mm -hmm. and was kicked off the team. And then the kicker is Jeff Lunau says, we have a no-tolerance policy, a zero-tolerance policy for uh, domestic abuse.
2: Anyone wearing an Astros uniform. On
3: our team. But we're also about giving second chances.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And mind it was mind exploding. And I saw a bunch of interviews on that day because, you know, it was the story that TV ran with, and they were interviewing like Springer and Correa and Verlander. And it was just like, I'm here so I don't get fined. Don't talk trash about my team or the guy that pays my bills. Right. He
3: was very much like, you could tell he was not happy yeah, about Verlander it. Verlander
2: was just kind of like, you know, huh?
3: but he towed the company line because, well, what was weird too is that apparently Luna and the and guys went to players on the team and asked if they were okay with this, but they didn't go to Verlander. You know, just one of the best veterans in the team who has a really big problem with this. Yeah, you think maybe he's he intentionally not really an Astro didn't go to Verlander because he knew he'd hear no. <laughs> he probably. I
2: want. I wonder. I mean, does Osuna play? Does he pitch?
3: Yes. Yeah. Because guess what. They don't have a very good bullpen.
2: Is he their closer? Yes. Oh,
3: God. Yes. Yeah, And here's the thing. Asuk was saying this. I didn't see this. He was reading that there is video and or photo evidence of his abuse. Oh, no. And it Never is... Never a good idea. And it is really, really, really disturbing. So much so that the police officers still talk about it to this day. What? And they see a lot of s. And... If that ever gets out, there's no way the Astros are going to be able to keep him on the team, right? If that gets out. Wait, how has Sook seen it and it's No, no, no. Out? He didn't see the, the actual stuff. Oh, he just heard. He he read in an article, he saw in an article that there is evidence of it. It's just under lock and key with the Toronto Police Department or wherever it was. Hmm. And also, apparently, they are very, very uh, private and secret with this kind of stuff in Canada, like they don't let this stuff get out very much. Oh. So we might not see it, but if it ever gets out and I have a feeling you're going to get someone who's going to be able to find it, yeah, this is going to be bad news for the Astros. So then why do it? I don't know. Is this like an Urban Meyer thing? Maybe yeah. I just get
2: lucky and nobody finds out? This
3: is, I care more about winning than domestic abuse. And the fact that the Blue Jays said we would never let them play again. And as far as we know, the Astros were one of the only teams in on this guy. So 29 other teams were smart enough to not do that. The fact that we've seen all 30 teams not draft Luke Heimlich, but the Astros trade for a wife-beating closer who is good because they want to win again.
2: Dang, I wanted to see if they had him listed on Roster Resource or where to be, but I forgot he's suspended until the fourth of August for beating his wife.
3: It's only three days from now. What yeah. a convenient time to make a trade for a wife beating closer. Man, no way they play him. They're going to. How? He's going to be their closer.
2: How do you do that? I don't know. Because your closer is Hector Rondon. Exactly. Your it's... setup guy is Colin McHugh. Boy, how the mighty have fallen. The mighty. They're still in first place. In the no, ALS. I just mean Colin McHugh was good. Eh, he was okay. And they're starting
3: rotation at 5 is Dallas Keuchel. Yikes. He has not been good.
2: Charlie Morton's better than
3: you. He's way better than you. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So wow. that's that's the Astro that's the situation. I'm not thrilled about it. Dope. We have another reason to root against
2: the Astros. And Those guys are a bunch of jerks. Jerk store called they're all out of Astros.
3: I don't believe that second chances belong when you get paid millions of dollars in that second chance. I agree that second chances could be had in life, right? For sure. For sure. But Everybody I don't think, makes mistakes. I don't think you're set. Well, there's a difference between a mistake and beating your wife.
2: Yeah. I don't think that's a mistake. Um, Sometimes I get blacked out. That's a mistake.
3: Right. But I don't yeah. think second chances should be for millions of dollars and playing a game for a living. This is my opinion.
2: Yeah. I've done a lot of stupid things in my life. I've been inebriated many times in my life. Never hit a woman.
3: Nope. Pretty red. Never even come close. Yeah. I've been thinking about it.
2: I don't think I ever thought about it. One time I raised a fist at my father because I was so angry. No, he did that to me. And I was like, what are you going to do? Hit me? Chump? And he hit me. I deserved that. Wow. <laughs> you said that to your dad? Yeah. I was like 16. Wow. I was like, you can't do anything to me.
1: Well, you do hit me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't hit children. Bap.
2: <laughs> oh, that was dumb. Kept my mouth shut after that. I'm sure you did. Yeah, but yeah, you can make mistakes,
3: but I mean, yeah, I've never had a woman in my life. It's just one of those things where that is that is the default response is, well, you're well, is just never supposed to live again, <laughs> right? You see that we've seen it from the Heimlich people, and yeah. we, we, I've seen it from a bunch of Astros fans. One of, one of my friends from college is a radio host in Houston, mm-hmm. and I've been watching him tweet with these Astros fans. And they're like, wait, well, this guy doesn't deserve a second chance. And he is taking the same line that a lot of us did with Hamlet. Like, of course he deserves a second chance. Just not playing a game for money. Yep. Go get a job. I got five jobs, dude.
2: I'm pretty sure Roberto Osuna has more money than I've made in my career.
3: Yes. Guaranteed.
2: And if I had as much money as he has right now, I'd probably just do this little show and a podcast.
3: Probably. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe none of it. Maybe you just coast.
2: Just coast. Yeah. I live a pretty simple life. Yeah. Translation. Think of, think of how much
3: great beer you could get with that. Like top shelf bourbon barrel aged twenty five year old beer.
2: There I am in the streets of Portland, homeless. I'm trying <laughs> to spend all my money.
3: Why are you homeless? Because I spent all my money on craft beer.
2: <laughs> hey man, I'll do anything for a mere pond. You got a mere pun and you just you, help a man out.
3: By the way. I'm dying. This, this is a Mariners note. Mariners have re-signed left-handed reliever Mark Sepchinski on a minor league deal. Yeah! And assigned him to Tacoma. He spent a month with the Indians after being released by Seattle. Didn't allow a run with three hits and five outings for Cleveland. And John goes, me, my hate bucket can't get any worse, can it? Mariners, hold my garlic fries. <laughs> oh man john on twitter for Mar- when mariners are struggling is gold yeah yeah yeah
2: <laughs> all right when we come back i want to kind of touch in on what it means to fire sale and why you've decided it's a good idea and why sometimes it's a bad idea but why sometimes it's a good idea and sometimes it's just kind of a meh we'll do that next this is the hot corner on 1080 the fan
1: this is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
2: Cruising in the home stretch here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. This is the hot corner. We do this bad boy every single Wednesday night. Uh yeah. Sha, sha dude. My team sucks. I was just looking at roster resource. Nothing can make you more sad about your team than going to roster resource, I think.
3: Because <laughs> you see the full picture.
2: Yeah. I'm like, are you serious? My outfield is Melky Cabrera, Leonis, Martin. Ugh. And Michael Brantley. I love Michael Brantley. and I've been talking about Michael Brantley for years. And nobody was listening to me. And all of a sudden, now look at him. All-star. What I told you he was going to be an all-star. I told you he was going to be an all-star, and he was an all-star. Why are you yelling at me about this? I don't this? know, because I was trying to prevent myself from
3: swearing. Because Melky Cabrera and Leonis Martina, your other two outfielders? Uh, why couldn't I get Adam Jones? What the hell, Joe? He wants to stay. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> there was that. We looked over, and Joe has his son here. we <laughs> Patrick goes, what the hell, Joe? <laughs> and Joe's just with little Joey moving his arms back and forth. Like waving. Like little pom-poms. Caught you off guard a little bit, huh? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I looked over, like,
3: Clearly. ready for the defense of the indefensible, and all I see are little Joe's arms flopping back and forth.
4: Well, I said earlier, I was like, what, what, what do you want me to say at this point? I mean, the worlds are so bad that Adam Jones even felt pity and was like, I'll stay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's like, the, the captain going down this ship. Basically. Dude, dude, there's a there's there's a boat here for you. No, man. <laughs> Give it to someone else. They're like, we don't have anyone else to give it to, dude. It literally has your name on it.
3: <laughs> well, put the put that and name on this ship. To, it's taking I'm it. going down with it. You it's
4: want us taking to give it to
2: a tropical place called the playoffs.
4: You want us to give it to Chris Davis? Oh god, fine. I'll stay. I'll stay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should have done. Oh, yeah. All right, then we'll just move Chris Davis.
3: Yeah. Well, oh. He's still hitting in the one fifties, by the way. <laughs>
2: He's probably the league leader or the uh, club leader in batting average at this point. Unless Dylan Bundy's batting better than Chris Davis.
4: Hey, Chris Davis had a multi-home run game on Sunday. Is that his first two homers of the year? <laughs> first multi-home run game of
3: the year. Of the last three years? He's no. hitting 157. It's pretty dope. Cody Bellinger just homered. Whatever, nope, he's... that's Yasmani Grandal. Good, good, Cody Bellinger sucks. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. Why do you want to hate on
2: the Dodgers so hard? Because I don't understand. They all suck. They've got like three good players, and that's it. That's, that's just its not true. Yeah, it is, dude. They have this plethora of infielders that can't
3: play. That's not true. They have was- Manny Machado.
2: Just recently.
3: I'm just saying they still have him. Oh, man. Do you Whatever. want to play this audio of man yells at cloud?
2: Yeah, I, I like I like old man yelling about things. Uh, I tend to be a stickler for the old-time rules, but this one, I mean, I can't get behind this one.
0: You know that I grew up in the Dodger organization yeah. and certainly was taught how to play professional baseball and do things the right way.
3: Those are just 100.
0: I want you to look at some things that were going on today in batting practice here with the Dodgers. What do you see? t-shirts you see Chase Utley with no socks and pants up over his knees t shirt this was prevalent with their whole team and I think about play, uh, fans that come to Sun Trust Park who were Dodgers fans and want to see their players. they had no idea who any of, any of them were nobody had any kind of uniform or batting practice shirt on with their name on their jersey they looked very unprofessional uh, and I think I can say this because I know what the Dodger organization was all about. There's the butt, It is perfect. But if I were a Dodger fan, I'd be embarrassed. And I don't know how Major League Baseball allows such attire when the gates are open and fans are watching. Chase Utley, I've had nothing but respect for him his whole career. I think he's a great player. I thought he always played the game the right way. That was Embarrassment what he had on today during batting practice. Yeah, when you think of all the merchandising that Major League Baseball does with their practice uniforms and the batting practice jerseys, I'm with you. Why not? It's called a uniform for a
2: reason. What's the score, 25 to 4?
3: Like this is what we're upset about? No, it was even a close game. Here's the, the kicker. You know what the embarrassing thing that Chase Elliott was wearing? I
2: love it when they say embarrassing.
3: He was wearing a K for Cancer t-shirt.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: are you kidding me?
3: I'm not kidding you. He was wearing a t-shirt for a cancer charity. And Joe Simpson thought said, "What an embarrassment.
2: Trust me, I know what the Dodgers stand for. And you uh, know, Major League Baseball sells attire, and you know. They need to make money when they sell this attire."
3: Not sure if you've I don't know, ever watched batting practice ever before this game, Joe Simpson. But uh, have you never noticed that other players also don't wear their uniforms? Have you ever noticed that a certain Braves players have taken batting practice, not in their batting practice uniforms?
2: I was surprised that <gasps> Chase Utley didn't have socks on.
3: Who cares? Was he in flip flops? He was in like sneakers or something. Flip flops would been dope. But that's the thing. It's this is such an old man yells at cloud. <laughs> it really is. Like, who cares? <laughs> who gives a rip? The fact, the first, first of all, the fact that he he says the Dodgers fans that are coming to Atlanta to watch their team, I'm like, they don't know anybody on the team. You well, then how watch your team more? Right. Well, how are they supposed to know who's batting? I don't know if they live in a different city and they're going to go see their team. I guarantee they know who's batting in batting practice. And second of all, who really goes to watch batting practice anymore? Well, I know it. I wander around the ballpark and like take in the sights, but I don't sit there and like. That D.D. Gregorius single up the middle was really raw. Sports pants tight. Yeah.
2: Well, and it's like an hour and a half before
3: the game. So then what are you going to do? Like, you can't drink that many beers. Well, you can. I shouldn't. That's true. You won't remember the game. No. But that's what I'm saying is I like to go to the games early because I like to wander the stadium. Yeah, also- I like to look, walk around the concourse. like to see the different views. I'm not there to watch batting practice. Yeah. Not at all. Not to mention. And you're telling me you can't recognize Chase Sutley? Come on. Yeah, he's the dude with gray hair everywhere. Yeah.
2: Also, like, you know how many times I've seen dudes put on pheno- – uh, like, let me know what Adam Dunn's batting practice was like. It was probably amazing because him on the field in a jersey in a game, not so amazing. So I'm not
3: too worried about uh, – He has 600 plus on this. No.
2: Doesn't he? Adam Dunn? Yeah. He's got like 475. Am I bad
3: off with that? 600 home runs. There's like eight people that have 600 home runs, Mike. Sorry, (laughs) yeah. I am thinking of Tome 462. How dare you? You are right. How dare you? Hey, you are correct. I apologize for being wrong. All right,
2: huh? Feel like like a husband that just won a battle. On that note, here's Joe with sports.
1: the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080
2: The Fan It's 8:33 and this is where we do fair or foul. I turn it over to our fantastic producer Joseph Fisher the 3rd. Fourth, fourth, fourth,
4: fourth, fourth, fourth. Yes, fair or foul. Um so we had the trade deadline Uh, And then, of course, we have our winning. That is fair. You're off to a great start there, bud. Um, uh, Of course, we have our winners, our losers, uh, teams that just kind of stood pat. Foul. But from a. All right. Uh, Uh, So from the list that I saw, my personal favorite is uh, a team that I don't want to say is the favorite or the best winner of the trade deadline. But fair or foul, Yankees won the trade deadline. I will go first on this. There are two teams I was considering, but I think uh personally, yeah, Yankees won the trade deadline.
2: Uh well, let's see. Uh they got
4: even more loaded
2: in the bullpen. Uh they did acquire a couple starters, but I think as well as Jay Happ has pitched this year, I don't know how well he'll do down the stretch. Uh same with Lance Lynn. Um they needed a starter. I don't know if they got the starter they wanted. But I'm trying to think who else would have won the deadline over them. And in the American League, I can't really think of anybody because the Red Sox really didn't
3: do much. Uh, I'll say fair. Yeah, I'll say fair. The only other team that I would consider. Maybe maybe the Brewers? Would be the Dodgers. Those uh, um, guys suck. But that was the other team I was
4: considering, yeah. Oh, I guess
2: they got Manny Machado. That's pretty
3: good. It's yeah. tough because I don't want to sound like a homer with this, and it's like it almost honk, makes me honk. want to lean into the Dodger pick. But I'll say fair because they didn't need another bullpen arm, but they couldn't get a, a top line starter, so they got another good bullpen arm. Yeah, they got a starter in J. Happ, who although this year has had a four ERA, his career against the Red Sox is spectacular. Uh, he has, like, a one year in his career against the Red
2: Sox. And the best pitcher on the market was Chris Archer. And seeing that they got Tyler Glasnow and Austin Meadows for that, you guys would not have paid that price. No, for sure. They would have wanted a Glaber Torres. I'm sure
3: the Yankees called. Yeah. Um, but Meadows was their then top prospect. And told them to go blank themselves. Yeah. And, yeah. and they get Lance Lynn, who seems kind of like a throwaway. But with how poorly Cindy Gray has been pitching, Oof. Lance Lynn could become the fifth starter. Yeah. And... Also, career against the Red Sox, Lance Lynn, 1-6-3 ERA. So they're going full-fledged, catch the Red Sox, get anybody they can to beat the Red Sox, which they should. Um, And then the other added bonus of it is they had to give up prospects for all these players, obviously. Mm -hmm. Almost all of those prospects were likely to be dropped next year because they couldn't make the 40-man roster. There's only one or two good ones that they might have kept. Like a Dylan Tate as a pitcher, for example. Yeah, you kept Torres. You kept
2: Justice Sheffield. Kept, kept Clint Fraser for that matter. Kept
3: Esteban <laughs> Florial.
2: And I think dangling Clint Frazier.
3: Kept Chance Adams. I think you would
2: have been okay if Clint Frazier got traded for somebody.
3: As long as it was a top-of-the-line player. Yeah. If that was in the Chris Archer trade, then okay, I get it. Yeah. But it wasn't. Yeah. All right. On Fair towards- by default, it almost feels like.
2: I know. I think so, too, because I don't think anybody really wowed me. Thank but
3: and Cashman is so smart.
2: Yeah, it was. They were smart moves for sure.
4: On to our next one from one New York team to the next. Yes, the New York Mets. How could Already we not talk about, about that? Four, fourth four, four. 20, four, four. <laughs> that twenty-six to five. Uh, Twenty-five loss. to four. Twenty-five to four. Excuse me. Gave the each an extra run there. Uh, and as you guys mentioned earlier, Jose Reyes he pitched, gave up six runs, two home runs, but I don't know if you saw him today at the dish. But Jose Reyes, he hit two home runs today, actually. Really?
3: Yeah. He got him oh. back. So a
4: day after giving up two home runs, he hits two home runs. so Fair is the first player ever in MLB history to do that.
3: Fair. It has to be.
4: It
2: has to be. Wait, to, like, give up two the night before and hit two the next day? Uh, the next game. The next game. It has okay. to be. Yeah, because no way Bum gave up two and then hit two.
3: I'm thinking of olden times, like, Babe Ruth, but he was a pitcher and then switched to become a hitter. Yeah, Th- This has to be fair.
4: Yeah, it's gotta be fair. Man, you guys suck. It's foul. Uh, what? The other was Hall of Famer Cap Anson for the Chicago White Stockings back in 1884.
2: Of course. Of course. <laughs> I remember him. He was a whippersnapper.
3: <laughs> they named him Cap because, well, he guessed that He wore one.
4: <laughs> but Anson, he was able to respond after bad outings clearly. Two yeah. home runs, and then two home runs the next day himself. So, all right. It's Can quite I just feet? say,
3: the Nationals suck. They only scored five today. Yeah, a little, man. A bunch of losers. A bunch of losers. They still have
2: a bunch of players they should have traded to.
4: And speaking of those Nationals, we move on to a fair and foul question about the Nationals. This is a stat-based one, um, and you guys know I love me some Ryan Zimmerman. Old man <laughs> Ryan Zimmerman, right? Old man Zimmerman. Mr. National himself, yep. And uh, is it fair or foul that he is the all-time hits leader in Expo Nationals franchise history now? Ooh. Um. Well, you got Hall of Famer Vlad Guerrero.
2: Um, Andre well, he did Dawson. Not
3: spend his whole <clears throat> career
2: there, right? But nobody spent their entire career there. Ryan Zimmerman has.
3: How long did Andre Dawson play for the Expos? Not as long as Zimmerman played for the Nationals. Mm. Zimmerman's been on the Nats for, what, like 15 years now? Mm. Or They haven't been in D.C. for 15 years. Have they? What? What's? When did they get into the league? I can't remember. I don't think so. I think they showed up in like 2002. Oh,
2: man, that's 17 years ago. 16 years ago.
3: It's somewhere around. It might be a little less, but I think Zimmerman's been there his whole career. I'll, I'll say for some reason I feel like he's... I feel like I saw that he's second, but I cannot think of anybody who would have more So I'm gonna say fair.
2: I'm gonna say foul
4: Give me Vlad Guerrero. It is fair as of yesterday Uh. The the big beatdown of the Mets he became Expos Nationals all-time hits leader surpassing Tim Wallach Who I don't yeah, I don't I don't know You, you got me there, but Right after him is a well-known name, Tim Raines, senior. Oh, right, Tim Rock Raines. He was pretty good. So, Not quite um, a Hall of Famer yet.
2: <laughs> but if you he try for ten years, you'll get in. Mm, yep. Yeah.
4: All right, and this that guy one did, crack. did he really? That's why his name is Tim Rock Raines. Oh, I had no idea. You learn something new every day. Um, God, that division with uh, the Pirates pitcher taking LSD before a start, and then Tim Rock Raines smoking crack. Yeah, man. Daryl Strawberry. Ellen <laughs> East needs to get it together. Yeah, baby. All right, and our last one here, this is an opinion-based one, but I don't know if you guys saw the news, 25 years since the Sandlot come out, uh, came out, so they're coming out with a prequel, actually. Uh, yeah, a prequel. Six-year-olds
2: playing baseball. To the
4: Sandlot. Um, I don't know, yeah, what the story's gonna be
3: about. Um. How can they have a prequel for a movie that was about kids? Well, maybe it's, like,
4: Benny the Jet. It's, like, when he shows up to the Sandlot for the first time. I was thinking that. You know, that that could be the plot. Like, his first time at the Sandlot. Anyways, um, they are gonna get the original director and writer for the movie. Um... So yeah, they uh, hope to get this movie a-going, uh, fair or foul. The prequel for The Sandlot will be very underwhelming. Fair.
3: Man,
2: Hollywood, like, you reach for anything. Fair. Anything. What I bet you this movie is going to be about is it's going to be about the blind neighbor and his dog and how he got the baseball.
3: And about how evil and scary the dog is actually just like a chihuahua. Is that James Earl Jones? Yeah. Okay, is.
4: I was going to say. Wow, but he I didn't get it. younger,
2: so have to cast somebody else
3: yeah someone who's young be like a han,
2: han solo
3: thing. childish gambino i he was just a, thinking well he needs to have a really deep voice though oh god i like you don't like childish gambino? or you yeah. just don't like him as lando covers i don't anymore? like him as lando um i'm gonna say foul because anything we've seen lately that has been this has been awful anchorman 2 awful the new super troopers everyone was excited Awful? Well, was I said it awful? It was, I never saw it. I, I didn't fair see it, but I heard was it, it was the worst thing. It's going
4: time. to be very underwhelming,
3: so therefore that is fair. I said fair. Yeah. Oh, you said you foul. said foul. Okay, I'm an idiot. Roll the tape back. Oh, no, I want to pause this. I said this. fair to start, and then I said foul. I want to
2: pause this, and I want to play that uh, Mike said foul for no reason whatsoever. He's okay with accepting that he said foul, but I just want to rub it in his face.
3: <laughs> is it because I made fun of Jim Tomey earlier? Yes.
2: That has everything <laughs> to do with it.
3: Uh, Yeah, this is probably
2: fair. I mean, like, what's next? The Rookie of the Year prequel? 25 years? Why? Angels in the Outfield prequel? Talk about
3: squeezing for anyone's dollars out there. Yeah, man. Make some original movies, people. Jeez. Just reboot Sandlot. That might be better than a prequel. Just run it again, right? (laughs) Put it in theaters. Put it in theaters. Now Charge 15 bucks a head. Yeah. You, you're telling me that wouldn't be successful? People love that movie. For sure, it's great. It's One not of the best baseball as, movies of all time.
2: It's not as good as Angels in the Outfield, am I right, Mike? It's better than Angels in the Outfield. Oh,
3: really? But I like Angels in the Outfield more.
2: Ah, I see. I see.
3: Again, clear distinctions. It was my favorite movie because I liked it so much as a kid. I and mean, I watched it all the time.
2: I liked a little, But I also loved Sandlot. I liked a Little Big League when they tricked Griffey with the old uh, ball-in-the-glove trick. Isn't that in Little Big League?
4: They do that in Mr. 3000, one of the greatest baseball movies of all time. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. I've never seen that movie. Better than Angels in the Outfield.
2: I doubt that. That is not true. I highly doubt that. That's not true. I've never seen it, but I highly doubt that. You guys right. never seen Little Big League? The kid who
3: who inherits, becomes the manager of the Minnesota Twins? I think I have, but I don't. This is grandpa dies? I don't remember watching it enough, like, to know, know they, it. I they, think I watched it
2: once. Griffey's in it, and they trick him with the old, like, uh, like I got the ball still in my mitt thing, but you think I threw it away somewhere? Right,
3: right. Yeah. Okay.
2: And the guy even, like, because Griffey hits a home run and, like, winks at the infielder, and <laughs> then the infielder gets him out, and he winks at him as he walks away, and it's like, Boo! You suck, Griffey! Except it was like, oh, my God, get Griffey Jr. in this movie. I love this movie. Blah, 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 blah. Alright, there's fair or foul. Thanks, Joe. That ended awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, <You laughs> <know. laughs> you know, hey, hey, just trying to keep people busy out there.
4: No problem. I'm glad you guys had a good time with that. Uh we do
2: <laughs> I deserve that. Uh we do fair or foul every single week at 830, so check it out next week. And when we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. This is the hot corner on ten eighty the
3: fan.
1: corner with harrison lynch on 1080 the fan
2: Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones (laughs) nom 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 sorry that doesn't really count but now we're just doing drops instead of pressing the drop button yeah you know i actually do that drop like frequently in my day-to-day life nom 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 yeah
3: Nom, nom nom nom
2: yep yeah, I do that one frequently. I'm not quite sure why. But I do. I don't do the uh I don't do the uh this one. I don't even know where that came from. Like what were we talking about?
3: Do you hear that? What? Does anybody else hear that like Yeah, they're they're cleaning our carpets well, in the hall. Go
2: clean a carpet. This building is huge. Go to the sales department. Nobody's over there.
3: <laughs> you can also do it at noon tomorrow. Nobody's
2: over there anyway. Shots fired. Jeez. <laughs> uh, as my good friend Bob Eucher used to say, who cares? Nobody's listening anyway. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Take over, Monty. Well, yeah, the uh, they do this every once in a while. <laughs> They don't care that there's a red light on. No, they'll walk in the door.
2: Yeah, and they're like, "Do you need your garbage changed?" And I'm like, "Do you need to get them out of here?" (laughs) And now I can hear them, and now they're yelling.
3: (laughs) One's on the phone.
2: (laughs) You're on the phone. The red light is on.
3: (laughs) They don't care. I'm about to. They were they were hired to come in on Wednesday, August first, at after six p.m. Who cares who is on the air after 6 p.m.? That's what our boss thinks, probably. Hey, the place is clean, though. I'll give him that.
2: Hey, will you shut up?
3: No, it is not. No?
2: So you're saying not only are these guys wrecking our lives, but they suck at their jobs? No,
3: they don't suck at their Isn't jobs. Isn't there a little speaker outside this door? Can't they hear us right now? Maybe. Not over the grinding, though. One's wearing headphones. Yeah, they can't hear us. It's like Sue told us the story the other day of he was driving his freshly car-washed car and he was he drove past the guy with a leaf blower and the leaf blower guy intentionally blew dirt onto his car and then (laughs) smiled and walked away and we were trying to say like did he do it intentionally or did he just was he was he oblivious Suk was seething about it what would have happened if jason would have pulled over and got out of the car that guy might have ran away the guy no he was wearing headphones he was you know Rocking out. Was he doing the like? Oh, sorry. Hi, smile. I'm not. No, he just went. Suek like rolled his window down and he was like, and then he walked away. (laughs) I wish
2: you could see Mike's face. He's like,
3: "Ah." (laughs) wasn't there a uh, what movie is it where? Oh, it's going to drive me. I'm not going to explain it well either. There's a movie where that kind of a like fake smile wave is happens when someone does something really insulting and it's like. He waves at him and walks away like he just doesn't mm. care. To me, I feel like it's a Jim Carrey, or maybe it's an Oceans movie. It made me think of uh Truman show. Yeah. But that's all like everything's like perfect in that though. No, it's an Oceans movie. Because it was after they did one of the the, the actual thefts. Was it Ocean the 17? Heist. It hasn't come out yet. It's given six, four years. <laughs> um but it was uh it was the old guy and he, he was doing the fake Russian accent, and then one of the guys sees him, and he just waves it. I'm like, hi, and he walks away. Hi. <laughs> I'm so glad I remembered it. and didn't sound like a bumbling idiot when I was trying to explain it.
2: I don't know if I saw that one. I mean, I've seen 11. I think I've seen 12. I never saw. They did a 13, right? They do Ocean's 13? Yes. I didn't see that one. That one was okay. I didn't see 8 either. I didn't see Ocean's I 8. I didn't see the new one. Ocean's late, 11 is
3: unfreaking believable classic. The original is pretty terrible. You should catch that sometime. Oh, it was a remake? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, it's Rat Pack. Oh. Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that, but no, I I haven't seen it. It's terrible, but it's worth watching. Ocean's 12, not great. Ocean's 13, I thought was very good. Mm. Not as good as Ocean's 11, but... Uh, Speaking of sequels, I did see Mission Impossible 6. Al Pacino's in it.
2: I saw Mission Impossible 6. I heard that was amazing. Uh, I liked 5 better. 5 was really good, uh, but 6 was good. I enjoyed it.
3: Cool. Yeah. I'm not a big Mission Impossible guy. I mean, I've seen probably three or four of them, but... It's not one of those ones where I'm like, I have to go see this movie immediately. I'm not a big action flick kind of guy, but for some reason,
2: I've always enjoyed the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, Tom Cruise, uh, you know, holding it down for us five, six, just devilishly handsome people. So I like to support him in his endeavors. So he still does all his own stunts. He does a halo jump in this. And I heard that they redid it like multiple, multiple times because he just wasn't happy with how the shot went. Hmm. Just, I'm an adrenaline junkie, and this movie's gonna cost forty million broke, dollars anyway.
4: He also broke his ankle doing one of the stunts, like uh, jumping from building to building, and they had to oh, delay that was filming scene. it for months because of that.
2: That was a good scene. Uh, I mean, the action scenes in it <clears throat> are fantastic. There's a great car chase in in Paris, uh, as you can imagine. The halo jump is is dope. I mean, it, it it's literally Tom Cruise doing it, and that's kind of red.
3: Yeah, I think that's pretty cool, especially the fact that he's ancient. Hey, aged. he's like fifty eight. Yeah, but he looks good. He looks like he's 29. I know I'm gonna look that good when I'm 58 too. I hope so. Yeah, you know some you know, people. If you keep this diet of beer and beer and beer, it'll it'll keep you just like that perfect.
2: I do all my own stunts. Uh, I am the and same. By stunts you mean walking. I am the same height as him. Um, he is quite short. I tan as well as he does. Okay. Um, when I had hair, it was the same color as him. <laughs> One day I would like to date a tall woman. Okay. Um,
3: so the question is, is a tall woman going to want to date <laughs> you well, Yeah,
2: when you look as good as
3: Tom Cruise, yeah.
2: <laughs> Duh. Duh. Um, By the way,
3: I'm just going to throw this out there. Completely unrelated. So slightly related.
2: I've been to an Eyes Wide Shut style party. Not Ooh. really. Just <laughs> throw that out there.
3: Um, uh, is that the most random thing in dating? that females only want guys who are over six feet like is there a to me it's like i i, I guess i understand maybe because you're I've, over six i've feet. always been tall <laughs> it's so you understand when you're over six feet why what is what is the thing about that because guys tend to like short girls but they don't like tall girls necessarily i think it, i think so it's, why I, is it flipped
2: i think it's a physical thing I think the ladies, the shorter ladies like the tall guys because they think they're literally going to get swept off their feet. Okay. And I think tall dudes like small women because
3: uh, you can. they could literally you sweep them can... off their feet. Yeah, I was going to go with throw them around, but sure, that's a little more. PC. I, was, I was being way more PC. Yeah, like a spinner or something like that. OK, wow. <laughs> that's why Joe said it on the talk back and not on the microphone. Yeah. Oh Yeah, well. As you said, nobody's listening. Yeah, right?
2: and I just felt like saying it anyway. <laughs> well, I, I just can't it's get one in those trouble things. for a spinner. Like no, everybody wants really a spinner. Stuff.
3: You're fine. I just I've I've always been curious about that because it's it's such a staunch line some women draw where it's like, look, you I'm sorry, you're not over six foot two.
2: My so. favorite thing is on dating apps when they're like, uh, good sense of humor is a plus and an extra plus if you're tall. And it's like, girl, you don't care. Like I could be the dumbest person in the world, but if I'm six-two and ripped, you're, you're spinning, you know. Just keep digging down into right? that into that spinner hole. Well, what, what do I care, man? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm single. I'm not, you know. I'm not going to offend anybody out there that Doesn't cares have about a me. Huge load, either. Yeah. See. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. I just get off at weird times. See. Point right. Proven. You just yeah. It's okay. I'm really leaning on the V. Mm. Yeah, man.
3: What's funny is, is I don't all... think you're leaning though in that situation. What's funny is all those drops
2: were made when I wasn't single. You know, and now
3: I'm like all PC. That's so I'm interesting. Just Maybe gonna put my you should mouth go under the nozzle and just pull. Maybe you should just put your mouth under the nozzle and pull now that you're single, and maybe maybe the females listening will go, whoa. That's a lot of time spending on your knees. Who's that raspy voice guy who's just being all sorts of innuendo-y over here?
2: Alicia thinks I sound like
3: young Kiefer for Sutherland, or that's, her husband
2: does. That's good. Yeah. And Alicia's cool, so it's hard to get down the throat. If you're cool like Alicia, say what's up. Or more importantly, download the Beers on
3: Us podcast. And he would lift it and the tip would always touch. And it would make things go off. Huh. What on earth was I talking about on that one? I have no idea. Yeah. But yeah, Beers on us podcast tomorrow, 4 p.m. It's going to be on the fan. It's going to be on iTunes. It's going to be on Google Play. Subscribe, rate us, review us. West Coast IPAs is the topic. Mike Huntsker is the guest from Grains of Wrath, formerly of Fathead. Our beer of the week is my style of beer. And uh, Patrick liked it. So. And
2: for those of you guys that uh, listen to this show because you're staunch to of the fan listeners uh, but hate baseball, we don't talk about baseball. At all. At all. Just beer. At all. I don't even think we talk about sports. At all. We have talked about Keanu Reeves on both podcasts, so spoiler alert. Whoa. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, for Joe Fisher, Mike Lynch, I'm wow. Patrick Harris. We'll uh, We'll catch you guys next week. Go do something I would do.